Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We continue through our examination of the letter of 1 Timothy. Paul is writing to Timothy, and we're at the fourth chapter. And yesterday we looked at the first verse. Let me just start there again because the first three verses are actually one sentence. And the Spirit says this to Paul, and Paul writes it to Timothy, and we have it. Uh, Sometimes people will say, well, maybe these words were just for Timothy. No, 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 no. They are for the body of Christ as a whole. And he says this, but the Spirit explicitly it means expressly says that in latter times some will fall away from the faith paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons and so we spoke about that in the last episode so if you didn't get that you go back and check that out but the bottom line is this that we know that in latter times and he didn't define exactly when that is but in latter times there will be those that will be drawn away from the faith Okay. Some of those that are drawn away from the faith will be those that were uh, participating. They were very religious. You would look at them and you would think, oh, yeah, they are true believers, but they weren't true believers. Others will be deceived. Okay, They'll be deceived. They're really true believers, but they're listening to the wrong thing. And you say, well, how can someone who's a true believer be deceived? Oh, it happens all the time because we give greater heed to man than we do the word of God. We don't seek the counsel of the Holy Spirit. We're not abiding in the Lord. And because of that, it's easy to be deceived and be taken down a little side road, which at first looks so innocent and you think it's so correct. But then you find that to be uh, a doctrine of demon. You find that to be a deceitful spirit. And he tells us that in these latter times, this will happen. Well, of course, everybody wants to know when the latter times are. Well, when you look at the counsel, of the uh, full counsel of the word, you find out that according to Hebrews, the last days are described from the time when the Lord Jesus Christ came, when he put on the form of flesh, that that was the last days, according to Hebrews 1. And, well, okay, that's fine, but Paul was writing after that, so he says it's going to be latter times. Yeah, there's going to be later times in the last days. And you see this in Timothy, you see it in Thessalonians uh, and Peter, that as things progress on and as the return of the Lord gets closer, those are the latter times. So, are we in the latter times? Well, there's no doubt that we're in times later than when this was written, right? A couple thousand years or so. So we know that that's true. Do we see things where people are paying greater attention to deceitful spirits and doctors and demons? Uh, yeah. And so I think we are in the latter times. Are we in the last times, the absolute moments before the Lord comes? Uh, probably not, because there's still a couple of things that need to occur before the Lord returns. And I know that that sets my brothers who believe in the imminent return of the Lord crazy. <laughs> and they go, oh, no, 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 the Lord can come in at any moment, at any time. Well, the problem with that is that's not what the Scripture says. And it's really easy to prove because you just read it and it doesn't say that. As a matter of fact, in First uh, and Second Thessalonians, it tells us that certain things must occur before the Lord returns. And it's real simple. But the bottom line with this is, he says that in the latter times that this is going to increase and people are going to turn away, they're going to fall away from the faith because of these deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons. Now, verse 2, 
shows us how this is going to come about. And it continues the sentence, and it says, By means of the hypocrisy of liars seared in their own conscience as with a branding iron. And so what's going to happen is these doctrines of demons and these deceitful spirits are going to function within men. They're going to speak within men. And it's going to be me by means of hypocrisy. In other words, a hypocritical man. One translation says insincere. Okay, The insincerity of liars. These folks will be liars. They will say this. They will say that. The next verse will actually give us a couple of examples of what they will say. But the word of warning is this. That there will be liars who will stand there and will lie to you. And will be hypocritical to you. And who will say one thing, but do another thing. And we're being forewarned that these are doctrines of demons. These are deceitful spirits. These will lead you away from the true faith. Now listen to this. Verse 2 again. By means of the hypocrisy of liars, seared in their own conscience as with a branding iron. Well, you know what happens when you brand something with an iron. What happens, you know, you have that burn, you have that... Uh, 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 everything that subsequently follows after that and leaves the mark. He says their consciences are like this. In other words, they don't care. Verse 3 gives a description of what some of the things are that these folks will do. Men who forbid marriage and advocate abstaining from foods which God has created to be gratefully shared in by those who believe and know the truth. The Lexham says this, who forbid marrying and insist on abstaining from foods that God created for sharing with thankfulness by those who believe and know the truth. So what we see is that these men are going to come along and they're going to be saying certain things. Now, from what we see in 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy, we know there was a problem with this. Some of the... Uh, uh, we'll call them Judaizers for lack of a better term people, the Jewish leadership who were saying they believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and they would say they were saved but they were telling the people, oh, you must first become a Jew before you can do this in other words, they're adding man-made things, they're saying you must abstain from certain foods Okay, in other words, you have to adhere to Levitical law to be a true believer, and that's not true would we be better off physically if we adhere to the the any standards that we see in Levitical law? Well, perhaps, okay? But not for the sake of attaining and maintaining true salvation. And he said these men are adding these rules saying, oh, you need to uh, forbid marriage. Be better off if you don't marry. Paul addressed that in some other portions of the Scripture. Today, we have the same type of thing. Okay, You'll have portions of people who profess to believe and they'll say, oh, but no, you cannot marry. If you're going to serve the Lord, then you have to abstain, uh, abstain from marriage. Well, that's not what the Scripture says. But then other portions of the body of Christ, I mean, I came out of a portion of the body of Christ like this, that said you have to abstain from certain foods. Okay, there's certain foods that you couldn't eat. Well, that's just, that's crazy. Now, are you to be a glutton? No. The Scripture says don't be a glutton. Are you to be a drunkard? No, you're not to be a drunkard. But the scripture does not say you don't eat this, you don't eat that. As a matter of fact, right here, Paul is saying this. Look what it says. Abstaining from foods which God has created to be gratefully shared. 
gratefully shared in it by those who believe and know the truth. And boy, this gets, sometimes people get really distracted by this. And here's what the bottom line is, that the food and the drink has been created by God to be shared in by those who are believers and who know the truth, that know the truth that you are free to eat whatever you want to, who know the truth that you're free to drink whatever you want to. Okay, now there are a couple of caveats. You don't need to eat or drink anything that will cause harm to you. You don't need to eat and drink anything in excess gluttony, drunkenness, okay? And then the second one is this. You don't need to eat or drink anything which will cause a brother to stumble. So if I know that it will cause a brother to stumble, if I eat something or drink something in front of him, then I'm not going to do that. Okay, we're going to walk in humility before one another, and we're going to honor one another and not cause one another to stumble. It's very interesting because Paul, in another portion of the Scripture in the Corinthians, calls that brother a weaker brother. You know, out of my background, people view the people that says, oh, well, you don't drink this, you don't drink that. They were viewed as a stronger brother. The Scripture calls them the weaker brother because they don't know the liberty they have and they're bound by this weakness of thinking, oh, well, you have to do this and do that and do that. No, no. Scripture calls them a weaker brother. And he tells those who are stronger brothers to have mercy, to have grace upon them and to be forbearing as we be with all uh, believers. Well, anyway, man, my time is up. It flies by. We're having fun, doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> tell you what, we'll pick us up next time. We'll continue on. I'll see you then. Goodbye.